Well, welcome back. Welcome anew. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and you have arrived at the Further Faster podcast. And I'll be your guide, your host, and maybe even your mentor for this next little while on this journey to help you do exactly what the name implies, and that is to assist you in going further faster in becoming even more wealthy than you already are. And remember, around here, wealthy means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. And speaking of healthy, my guest today is the epitome of that. And you are going to want to take some notes. I want you to grab a pad and paper, get ready to take some notes because your mind is going to be blown. Her name is Tana Amen, and she is going to share with you some things that, well, let's just say you might not have heard of before, or even considered before with regard to your health. And that is the most important thing. So I'll be right back with Tana Amen. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. And as I said before the break, that our health is the top of those three things in terms of being wealthy, healthy, happy, and financially abundant. And healthy comes in a, a bunch of different forms. Obviously, your energy, your longevity, your ability to bite off disease, your everything under what the, happens in between the top of your head and the bottom of your feet. And my guest today is the absolute expert on that. And I'm going to start off by saying this. Have you ever been watching something or listening to somebody, and when they say something, it blows your mind, and you go, shut up. Well, I've said that to this woman, and she doesn't know it because I follow her on Instagram and things like that, and she doesn't know that, but I've said that several times in doing this. Her name is Tana Amen, and she's a New York Times bestselling author. She's a neurological ICU trauma nurse, no stress there. She's a world-renowned health and fitness expert, and she holds several black belts in multiple martial arts, so she can she can put you down if it ha- if need be. And she's the vice president of the Amen Clinic, which is the world's leader in brain health. And I'm going to share with you a little bit about that here in a little bit. But I first met this amazing woman with her husband, uh, Dr. Daniel Amen, uh, several years ago. I want to say maybe even a decade ago on a plane flight back from an event that I was doing. And we met each other and we talked. Little did I know, several years later, which has been now two years ago, almost three years ago, uh, we did some business together and launched some products, projects together as well. And I started following Tana on Instagram first and, and watching it. And that's where I've, I've had to tell you several times, Tana, shut up. Come <laughs> on. Because there's things that I learn. Uh, and I consider myself a, a little bit of an expert in this area, but you've taught me so much. So welcome to the show. Welcome to Further Faster, Tana. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I just, if I can really quickly, um, Joseph, I met you long before you met me. Um, so I believe in manifesting and I met you at an event. You were on stage. I was not. And, um, I always looked up to you so much. And so I've always told myself I'm going to be on that side one day and, um, you know, you can manifest or you can manifest good or you can manifest bad. So it is such an honor and privilege to be here. 
well, the, the pleasure is all ours because, and I really mean that, I've been following you for a couple of years now and listening to you because one of the things that I love about you the most, it's not just about you're going to tell us how to eat, you're going to tell us, there's a lot of philosophy and there's a lot of science behind what you talk about as well, including, and I hope we'll get into it, the thing we talked about just the other day, because under my breath, I told you to shut up as well. <laughs> <laughs> so share with us a little bit about your background, what, bring, what brought you to this place to where you are right now where you are, I know it's your passion to help other people become more healthy. It really is, but it didn't start off that way. It started as my odyssey and my journey to help myself mm. um, because I was a really sick kid. I grew up in a lot of trauma and drama and chaos. And so I was always sick. When I tell you I was always sick as a kid, I was always sick. I was one of those kids that was a frequent flyer um, at the hospital, at the doctor's offices. I was on <laughs> numerous antibiotics. Um, I had my first medical surgery at, at nine years old, and I've had 10 medical surgeries wow. since then. Um, I was a sick kid. And so, but when you grow up poor, you know, that's often the case. I was a latchkey kid. And so we couldn't afford a babysitter. When we could afford one, I prayed that we didn't have one because they were often, I had horror stories of babysitters. Um, and I'm not telling you all of this stuff to make you feel sorry for me or anything like that, but rather to, rather to impress upon people a certain point that I'm going to get to. So to start to back up a little bit, my mother was a 16-year-old runaway who never finished high school and lived on the streets for a little while. And so, you know, that's, that leads to a certain number of challenges in life. Um, my uncle, she was, my mom was a great person, but she was very codependent. And so my uncle, who was a heroin addict, lived in our house, causing all kinds of problems. And I was, um, because my mom had to work so much, I was often surrounded by people who were not the healthiest people for me. Mm -hmm. Let's just put, let's just put it that way. Right. Um, so there were a lot of things. I mean, I almost drowned when I was two. Um, you, my other uncle was murdered when I was four. I remember the day that the police came to the door. Um, I was sexually abused. Um, my dad left when I was young. Um, and then I stopped talking to him. There were a lot of things that happened. And at 15, I was assaulted walking to high school. And I think that was a big turning point for me because that was one of the points where I went, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done trying to hide. I'm done trying to be quiet to fly under the radar. Um, it's when I, 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 am I allowed to curse on here? You don't scare us. Come on. <laughs> I basically told myself I'm done being the quiet little good girl trying to like, um, fly, you know, fly under the radar and hide so that I, so that I don't draw attention to myself. Instead, it's like, be a bitch first, apologize later if you're wrong. Like I was just done. <laughs> I, I'm I, not like, I, can I borrow that? Be a big yeah, absolutely. I, don't, I, I raised my daughter that way. I'm like, <laughs> if you think you're in danger, this idea that we should all be good little girls and be quiet is, is not serving us. You know, it might have served you at one point in your life. It's not serving you for a lot of people now. And so I developed this um, grit. The one thing I got from my mom was grit. And, um, but there was more that happened. I don't need to go into all that. The sure. whole point of that is to tell you I never understood why I was so sick. Mm -hmm. And I never, I'm like, I don't, because if you looked at me, I looked healthy. I looked, you know, it, it was like, why am I sick? Why do, why do all these things? Did I just have bad luck? Did I just draw the genetic short stick? Um, so I didn't really understand it. And so um, now fast forward, and I had cancer that recurred multiple times, multiple surgeries related to that. I had some issues that other issues that happened with my health and I was just kind of done. And so I started going on this journey to figure it out for myself. I'm now a nurse. So I had more resources and more ability to advocate for myself. 
And I came across some information um, while I was writing one of my books about ACE scores, adverse yeah. childhood experiences. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Blew my mind. That and was what so I told you, by the way, that was in our conversation. It was my very first time hearing about that when we spoke just a few days ago. And I did, under my breath, tell you to shut up. Come mm-hmm. on. So please share more. Because about it's it. because most people don't really understand or if they've heard it, they don't really believe the connection between what happens to us in childhood with childhood trauma and what happens to us later with our health. But there's biological physiological reasons for it. It's not all psychological or psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you are young and you grow up in a lot of trauma and drama, there's a quiz you can take um, called the ACE quiz. You just Google it. It pops up on numerous sites. You take the ACE quiz. It's a series of questions and they score you from zero to 10, zero being none, 10 being the highest score they're going to give you. And it's not even fully complete. Like it doesn't take into account things like bullying or racism or things like that. They're actually now expanding it a little. What they were taking into account is what happened inside your home. Mm. Okay. So that's all they were looking at. But what they found is that kids who grew up in chaos and trauma and drama, if you, depending on your score, your score was pretty directly related to how sick you would be. Interesting. So, for um, a score of four or more, on average, you would have seven of the leading causes of death, seven of the, seven of the illnesses that are leading causes of death. Now, just, just to be clear, because that's what I asked you the other day, four or me, more means four or more different traumatic experiences that happen yes. during your life. Got it. Yes. So, I'll give you an example would be physical um, abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, someone in your family was incarcerated you know, in your home. That means they'd obviously been a criminal. So that means that's going to affect how you grew up. They were incarcerated. You were neglected or abandoned. Um, your mother was abused in front of you. Like you saw your mother abused. Like there's things like that. Right. So, um, so, so if you're four or more, you had on average seven of the, the leading causes of death, like seven of the illnesses that are leading causes of death, chronic illnesses. And if you had a score of six or more, you died on average 20 years earlier. (laughs) So I started looking at that and I'm like, check, 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 check. And I'm like, but I'm not okay with this. I'm just, you know, my husband says I'm very oppositional. Tell me I can't do something I'm going to tell me I'm, you, I have to do something I'm not going to do. So I'm like, I'm not okay with this. This is just not okay with me that because I was dealt this hand, you're telling me this is where I'm going to end up. And, and so your, I became your score was, if you don't mind telling us, mine's an eight, an eight. my two nieces that I adopted out of mm-hmm. 10 and my two nieces that I adopted are nines. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was pretty crazy growing up. And so um, my, my nieces were from my half sister. So she grew up even in a slightly more chaotic environment than I did. And so we ended up adopting them out of foster care. So um, I just, I wanted to know what I could do to change that outcome. I'm like, there's, I'm not okay with this. And I'm going to figure out how to change this outcome. I'm, and I want to change the next generation. The big yes. thing was I'm not repeating the cycle. Right. And so I start, I went on a journey. My husband calls me a speaker and that's how I ended up seeing you, meeting you at an event. Um, and was because I was like, I'm doing everything and anything that I can do to learn about this nutrition, psychology, you know, manifesting, um, managing my stress. I was not kidding about this. And it turns out there's a lot you can do. There's a big difference between PTSD, post-traumatic stress 
I'll leave off the D, post-traumatic stress and post-traumatic yes, thank growth. You. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah. And so I believe in post-traumatic growth. There's, mm-hmm. you can, you can train resilience. Mm-hmm. And I also agree with you. And thank you so much for showing us that. Um, I, I believe that trauma happens once or each event happens once, but it lives all, every day in our unconscious mind as long as we keep telling that story, as long as we keep doing that and doing over and over again. And if I'm hearing you right, and you and I fall in the same place on this with regard of there is something that you can do about it. You can do something about not or, or ending the retelling of that story. And my question to you is, after having gone through all that and recognizing what all it is, and I know the answer and so does everybody else, what were the results and maybe what are some of the things that you did to start reducing? Now, you could because you can't change the past. You know, we always say around here that it's never too late to have a happy childhood. You can't change what happened, but you can change how you feel about it. And so my, my question is, in, first off, what are some of the, the methodologies that you used? And in, in using those methodologies and changing how you felt, what did that do for your health? So I'm going to, I'll get into that. And I want to, I want to reiterate this because it's way too important to gloss over because people get so mad at me when I say it. I actually had Byron Katie say this to me. It's like, that was a terrible thing that happened to you. And it happened to you how many times? I'm like, I don't know, a couple. And she goes, okay. And how many times have you played it over in your head? Right. And she goes, so who was crueler? You were the right. person who hurt you. Yes. And she's like, you've played that over thousands of times in your head. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really worth it pointing out that if you hold on to that and people get so angry when you talk about victim mentality, right, so I sure. won't label it. Also, I'm not going to label you as a victim, but it's a victim mentality when you do that. And I understand forgiveness is really hard, but it's not for their benefit. It's for yours. It's exactly. like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. No That's doubt. one of the things I had to do. Mm-hmm. So one of the big things was forgiving my dad, forgiving my uncle, forgiving you know the people in my life, my stepdad, who sexually molested me. Um, I had to forgive some of these people because as long as I'm holding on to that, it's an anchor. It's just an anchor around me. Mm-hmm. So that was that's just too important to pass up because the psychology is every bit as important as the nutrition, as all the other stuff that we're going to talk about. Yeah, um, it's definitely a cybernetic loop and dealing with one often and and i will say will always have an effect on the next which will have on the next and it'll keep it'll keep growing from there or vice versa because sometimes like you said when people hear that they go no that happened to me and you can't expect me to forget about that and i cannot forgive that they don't deserve my forgiveness no but do you do you deserve for you to forgive them yeah i tell them listen forgiving is not condoning right forgiving is you are for giving up reliving that story over and over again yep. and you are for giving up trying to change the past because it ain't going to cha- ain't going to change let's start telling a different story let that su- let that fade away into the past yes it did happen what they did was terrible and let that fade away in the past and i cannot tell you how many times people and i know you you go through this as well people are still so resistant to that i can't let that go and so the processes because i know you you as i as i watch you you never really just say do this 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 and this, or, or this is good for you and this is the, the education you always give process as well. And I love that. So share with us maybe some of the processes that you did to maybe maybe forgive, like you said, your father and, and your stepfather and things like that. So I will say I did a whole lot. To start. So EMDR is probably that's where I started. I did EMDR was very powerful. EMDR is a type of trauma. It's a type of therapy specific to trauma. It's eye movement 
um, desensitization and reprocessing. Yes. Very powerful. They've actually done studies on it with police officers who have been in shootings. They've done, I mean, they've done a number of studies on it. It really helps to reprocess. And it's a little like a shortcut through therapy. So that's why I like it. Cause I'm not going to sit there and bang my head, head up against a wall for years. Yes. I'm just, I just not my style. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think NLP is a shortcut. Mm-hmm. So I love NLP cause I think it's a shortcut way to get to things I want to get to quickly. Um, it's just a way of thinking about things differently. And I think there are so many tools within it that are, are powerful. I've yeah. done Byron Katie's workshops. I've done Tony Robbins workshops. I mean, I've done so many of those workshops that help me to reprocess. And it's one thing I tell people is your mental health, your happiness, forgiveness, love, all of it is a daily practice. Yeah, it is not you. a feeling. It's not just a gift you get or don't get. It is a, it's like working out. You don't just get a good body. You don't just get good health from, from exercising once you have to do it daily. And all of those things have to be done on a daily basis. So prayer and meditation, so powerful. Um, So that's where I started. I mean, I could tell you, I could go on and on, but I think the place that I started with EMDR is super powerful. Uh, just so you know, because of you and your husband, I did that after I mm. did my brain scan. I've got, an, let's just say, as uh, Daniel says, I've got an overactive uh, amygdala. Yeah, right. my, my, my brain doesn't shut up, just doesn't shut up. So I did that. He recommended me to the, to phys- the physician that's here. And uh, I did that. And it was very, very effective. It calmed me down quite a bit. So if I could um, point something out um, about that. So when we talk about ACE scores and why, why do these kids get so sick? Um, Kids who grew up in chaotic environments growing up, like when they were young, have the same or similar brain pattern as a soldier coming back from war. Wow. So super interesting with that. That's what their brains look like. But when that happens to a child, the difference is when that happens to a child with a developing brain, it affects many things. Okay. So it actually changes your brain development. It changes things like your amygdala. Okay. Mm -hmm. You get stuck in flight or fight. It actually changes the function of your frontal lobes. So your executive, your frontal lobes are the executive in your brain. They are the ones it's what's responsible for judgment, impulse control, Mm -hmm. executive function. Those get sleepy. Your amygdala gets stuck on the frontal lobes get sleepy and it also affects your memory center. Mm. So uh, like it's nothing good happens, right? So it's actually affecting the um, overall development of your brain, which is one of the reasons that kids get so sick because their, their cortisol is always up and they're stuck in flight or fight. Mm -hmm. That was me for a long time. And, And one of the things that she's talking about, just so everybody knows her and her husband, Dr. Daniel Amen, are, in my opinion, the world's leaders in brain scan technology. And uh, one of the things that I did was I went in and I got to tell you really quickly, I was I was horrified. I'm not sure if I ever shared this with you, Tana, but I was horrified when I got my brain scan. Yeah, I was. High achievers always are. (laughs) Well, let me let me tell you why, though, because it was such a beautiful experience. I went in and I knew I was going to do well on the cognitive part because Mm -hmm. I knew how to trick my brain. I know that if I got to memorize something, if I say it out loud, I'm going to remember it more than if I just try to remember it with my brain. So that's what I did. I knew I was going to do well on that. But I had uh, brain injury when I was uh, when I was younger. And I knew that, um, uh, that, that there was something going on there. So I was 
terrified that, and I, this is my ego. I know my ego is, was, uh, was terrifying me that uh, when we did the brain scan, um, that it was going to show that I've got brain damage. And, uh, you know, and I, I, this is, a, I'm saying this intellectually now, but at the time I didn't really recognize, you know, why I was feeling this way. But I look at it now because now I'm Joseph McClendon third. I'm in front of all these people telling them this and everything. And now it was going to be, because if you remember, we did the brain scan and filmed it. Right. And so the reveal of my brain was going to be all over the place. And I knew I was going to be embarrassed. I knew all that stuff. Well, Daniel was so amazing in the way that he did it. Uh, and what he did was he said, he said, well, let's take a look at your cognitive uh, and he scores. And he said, these are great. And I didn't expect anything less. And, you know, you, you scored really high in these. And then he goes like this. He goes, now let's take a look at your brain. And he literally, <laughs> he literally looked like his shoulders came down. He kind of looked like, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. And I felt it inside. And that's where I really felt it in my guts. And I felt like, oh, no, here it comes and everything. And he says, before I do that, I'm going to show you a healthy brain. And he shows me the picture. <laughs> of the healthy brain of somebody and it's all lit up like a Christmas tree and rainbows and all this stuff and everything, you know, the top, the side, you know how it is. And I look at it and then he goes, and now let's take a look at your brain. And he pulls up the picture of mine and he shows it to me. And I look at it and he goes, what do you notice? And I'm looking at it and I go, well, I don't know what I'm really looking at, Daniel, but I don't really notice that much of a difference. And he goes, exactly. He says, there's nothing wrong with you, brain. you got a beautiful brain. And he goes, right here underneath, I forget where it is, he looking underneath, you know, from the bottom view, he says, you can, set, you can tell that there was some damage done here, you know, some time ago, but, you know, you got a beautiful brain. I was never so happy to be wrong, because here's the deal. This I didn't, maybe didn't share with you and Daniel. I went down after the whole thing, we filmed it, all, all that stuff and everything, and I went down to my car, and um, their office is... Uh, the, the parking lot is maybe, I want to say, 100 yards uh, from the main street, which is Bristol Street there. By the time I got to the stoplight 100 yards away from elation, I was in tears, Tana. And here's the reason why. And then we're going to take a break here shortly. The reason why was because because the trauma that had the physical trauma that happened to me, not just not just, you know, getting my, my head's crushed and all those things and everything. But the things that the guy said to me and that mm -hmm. trauma and all the stuff. Every time I stumbled over my words, every time I misspelled something, every time I, I stumbled over something and didn't remember something, I would always go internally, unconsciously, well, it's because I'm brain damaged. Mm. And so I sat there for a moment and I had to use my own stuff on me, you know, the NLP mm. and the neuroencoding and all those things on myself to change myself, to make me recognize that, you know what, that is the past. Because so many of us, um, you know, that are, are professionals and whatever, you know, they always say that the, the painter's house is always the worst painted house on the block, you know, and and so uh, it was one of those things. So listen, we're going to take a real short break and I'm, I'm fascinated by this and I've been fighting back telling you to shut up for some time uh, <laughs> now. Uh, so we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back and please share with us more about this ACE and your results and some of the things that you can help other people as well. So we will be right back with Tana Amen.
Hey, what's good? It's me, Joseph McClendon III, and let me get real with you just for a second. Now, you've probably heard me talk about this before, something that I call the thieves of our dreams. Procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, self-doubt, self-loathing, imposter syndrome, and fear of rejection. Well, let me ask you a question. What if you could not only retrain your brain and your nervous system to automatically default to your absolute best thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, but you could also do the same for others that are going through difficult times and challenges in their own lives and things that are stopping them from creating the life of their desires. Well, this is what I call neuroencoding. And at the risk of sounding arrogant, these are the same tools, methods, and strategies in neuroscience that I've used to operate in the upper 5% of all my own businesses, especially as a coach, a speaker, and a presenter for the last 30 plus years. The Neuroencoding Institute provides you with the knowledge, the tools, and unmatched support to become a certified neuroencoding specialist and guide you to the life of wealthiness. And remember, wealthy means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. Go to neuroencoding.com to speak to an enrollment specialist today, and I look forward to serving you at the highest level. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Joseph McClendon III, and our guest today is Tana Amen. And before that, she was sharing us uh, with us about something called ACE, which is the, um, this is just my definition of it, the things, the traumas that happened to us in our past definitely affect our health throughout our lives. And Tana, if you would, please expand more on that. Absolutely. So we were talking about adverse childhood experiences and um and there's more that, you know, obviously more than just your childhood adverse experiences that can affect you. Um, there are things outside of that, like many of us, I think some of the traumas in my 20s that were self-induced were, were <laughs> horrible, but, but there are other things that can affect you. But that one is because of how it affects your brain development when you're young. We, we talked yeah, about that. that. Was, yes. But there's things you can do. So we mentioned a little bit about um, some of the psychology, some of the trauma um, therapy you can do, like EMDR, NLP is very powerful. Um, some of those things are really powerful. I think journaling is powerful. And everyone talks about gratitude journaling. And I love gratitude journaling. But I got to tell you, Joseph, my, form, my favorite form of journaling is rage journaling. Oh, wow. So, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. You cannot brush over that. Please show us <laughs> a little bit about what that means. So I learned this. Um, actually, a friend of mine recommended the book. Um, the, the, the brain, what is it? The uh, brain body prescription, no, the pain, the body pain prescription. It's okay. Dr. Sarno. Anyways, okay. because I had an injury and my back was in, I was in so much pain. And so, and I got mad when he recommended it. Cause I'm like, you think this is all in my head. Right. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. wait, I'm, I'm more evolved than that. I need to like take this in. If he's recommending it, there's a good reason. But one of the things that Dr. Sarno recommended that I absolutely like, it just has helped me so much. He said that good people the better a person you are, sometimes the, the worse it is. Don't have an easy time expressing things, um, their emotions that are negative or their anger or their rage about situations they're in. So they suck it up. And so they don't say anything. And that that has to go somewhere, right? Yes. So uh -huh. so that, that pent up anger and energy has got to go somewhere. It usually ends up manifesting physically. 
And so it's, it's a very interesting phenomenon. So even if you had an injury, yeah, I had an injury, but the pain is far worse when I'm mm-hmm. under stress. And that's mm-hmm. actually physiological because when you're under yeah. stress, your cortisol goes up, your muscles tighten. I mean, that should be obvious to us. But a lot of us resist that idea. So he recommends this idea of rage journaling. I got to tell you, this is the best thing I ever figured out. I just started like, I mean, I, and at first it's really weird because you're like, good people don't say this stuff. Like, what am I really angry about? The stuff that you don't even allow yourself to think. And, but it's really the truth. And so I started like, it was weird. I'm like, I can't put this on paper. So afterwards you shred it, you burn it, you know, you do whatever. Nice. You don't want anybody to find it. Um, right. The point is to get it out of your body. Mm-hmm. Then you can focus on some of the gratitude. And that was a game changer for me because I'm like, that's why I did karate. And so, but then I got hurt. I love karate because I could go beat up big padded guys and get all, that, <laughs> get all that rage out, right? Get all that energy out. But when I lost that, when I got injured, so now, now I've, it's all pent up. So rage journaling really helped me. And then like, I like intense exercise for that reason because it gets that energy out. Mm-hmm. But the rage journaling helps and then focusing on gratitude. So that's another sort of little tip and trick of mine and meditation and prayer. Everyone talks about that, but it really does change a lot. It helps manifest what you want, right? You know, yeah, you never want right. to focus on what you don't want. You need to mm-hmm. even changing your language about, um, I don't want to be in pain. Your brain didn't process that. It processed, I am in pain. I'm in pain. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? It doesn't yeah. process the negative. All it focused on, all it heard was, I am pain. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can change that to, I move with energy, vitality, and ease, that's going to be a lot more freeing for you. Um, so changing your language, becoming aware of those things. And these are, people are going to go, wow, this is all so overwhelming. No, it's baby steps. It's really simple and baby steps. And, yeah, and, do it in and baby is, steps. Yeah. You know, and so, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please go ahead. No, no. I uh, And again, these are these moments when I'm learning from you. I never, ever even heard of rage journaling. And it does make sense for some people. You know, when I think about it, how I get it out is I'm a musician. I've got a studio up in my up in my uh uh, upstairs there, and I uh, have some bass guitars, and I slap those things around like they stole something from church. Right, and and that's my. I, I'm not raging when I'm doing it, but it's getting that energy out, and I think that's a really important. It's intense. Point yeah, it's intense. Really important point because I look at it now. It's just I was doing an, a, a Zoom call this morning uh, with our team on neuro of neuroencoders, and what I said is that we have we have all. Just real quickly, I'll tell you, I, I, I did an event last weekend in Tulsa. I'm sorry, weekend before last in Tulsa. And on the way home, Tana, I was in the airport, laid over in Texas for just, just a little bit longer than I was supposed to. And it was a full flight to fly from, from Dallas back home here. And it, I knew it was full because the, uh, the uh, flight attendant or the lady behind the desk was saying, listen, this is an absolutely full flight. So if you have carry on and you are in, you know, uh, four or five or six in boarding, you're not going to get overhead space. So this is a full flight. And do you know that other than myself, the only other person in that, you know, 150 or 200 people, however many are on a flight, the only other person that was not on their phone other than me was her the lady that was behind the corner. And I say that because that is where, where we're so focused. And as you said, you're pent up with it. And you know, as well as I do, our phones and the social media and everything, it's designed to keep that cortisol pumping through us. And so to do something, uh, whether it's rage journaling uh, mm-hmm. or something that's intense, allows you to free something. It's most people are not doing that. I love that. Yeah. So if I could, I, I love that. So if I could, um, 
I was thinking I'm going to end up giving all these little tips and it's going to make it hard to sort of categorize it. I think one of the things we do at Amen Clinics, and I think this is a really good way to help people sort of think about how to take control of their health. It's four circles. It's your biology, your psychology, your social circle, and your spiritual circle. Nice. So what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? It means your biology is your nutrition, right? Your brain health. Like you, you checked your brain out. You got that under control. Um, your biology is have you had infections that are affecting you? Did you have a brain injury? Like all of those things that are, are possibly affecting you are, um, that's the bio- biological circle. The psychological circle is how you think. Do you believe every stupid thing you think? Do you challenge your thoughts? That's where your prayer and meditation go. Um, so that's a really important one. And then the, social circle is your friends because people are contagious, right? So who you hang out with matters. So if you're an alcoholic and you're trying to be sober and you're going and you're hanging out in bars with alcoholics, well, good luck, right? So my mom used to tell me something um, because she was, my mom was a hustler trying to get out of where we were at, but she said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So it's, it's, that's a really important message. I think for youth, especially, And then your spiritual circle is what gives your life meaning and purpose because purposeful people live on average 11 years longer. Mm. So super important to take into account. What are you doing bigger than yourself? Why is the world a better place? Because you breathe because you've been given the privilege of breathing. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, if we can break it down into those things and you start taking small steps in each of those circles, Okay. So in the psychological circle, we talked about rage journaling. We talked about um, EMDR and NLP. That's all in that circle. Um, Mm -hmm. The nutrition, we can't, you know, leave your podcast without talking about how to take control of nutrition because nutrition is one of the most powerful things you can do to take your health back. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether we do that in this segment or the next, we have to touch on that. Oh, this um, is it. This is it. This is the last segment. Well, then we have to do it. (laughs) Yes. We might as well do it now. Yes. So, so rage journaling is, I mean, excuse me. Scratch. Nutrition. Uh, nutrition. So people underestimate nutrition and they think, oh, well, all food is food. All food is not food. First of all, most food today is food like substances is not even food. Yes. It's not food. It's man. It's man made. It's made by scientists who literally their entire job is based on making you more addicted than the next brand. They, they work on the crunchiness, the meltiness, the saltiness, the jingles that you, we still know jingles Everything from 50 years ago, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's not actual food. And so what's really important is eating food that's anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. that is high fiber, low glycemic, low glycemic. I cannot stress enough. People are like everything in moderation, you know, cocaine affairs, arsenic in moderation just is not helpful. It's not, yeah, come on. It's just yeah. not helpful. Okay. So it's don't lie to yourself. Some things in moderation are not good for you. Mm-hmm. So be be truthful about the things that are okay and the things that are not. And so really assess your diet and focus on real food. And if you can do one thing, which is go low glycemic, and the way you do that and break your cravings is you focus on um, small amounts of protein and fat with every meal, small amounts of protein and fat with every meal and eat four or five times a day, high quality. High quality protein, high quality fat, plant-based fat, like avocados, nuts, seeds. And then what's going to happen is you're going to end up breaking your addiction. So that's one of the things right there. 
Well, first off, you know, we're running up on time here and there's so, so much more I want to dig deeper. So, so much. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you two things. And by the way, you and I get to do an event here shortly coming up here. And for those of you that are listening to this a year from now, it will have already happened. <laughs> but if you're listening to this now, we're going to be doing an event together. So um, obviously, uh, Tana, I, I, uh, there's so much more because that little piece that you just talked about, the nutrition side, is the part that I think I enjoy the most in watching you mm-hmm. uh, in your in your uh, uh, social media posts and things like that. And there's so much to be said there as well. So um, I want, first off, everybody, please follow this woman at the very least if you follow her on instagram you're going to get some insight and you're going to be you're going to be saying that like i said are you serious come on yes. <laughs> you're going to learn uh, so many things and as well attend how else can they get a hold of you how can they uh, make get more and learn more about what you teach and what you do so for for books free recipes um tips, things like that. My quick start guide, if you're trying to get your health, you know, on track, you can go to TanaAmon.com. You can go to AmonClinics.com if you're interested in, like you think you have an issue with your brain. AmonClinics.com is really good. If you are looking for um, some of the products that we have that are very clean, they're brain focused, you can use my code Tana21 and go to BrainMD.com. And then Instagram at TanaAmon spectacular and all of these things everybody please you know like as i said in the very beginning our job here at further faster is to help you get what you want to be healthy or happy or financially abundant sooner rather than later and so do not waste time in doing that follow this woman and you know i will be i i am an advocate and i will vouch for uh the supplements and and the products that that you guys um uh, promote create and promote they are very clean and they work and the bottom line is, with all these things that we're learning here that we've learned from Tana and, uh, you know, the experiences that you've gone through, this is science now. This mm-hmm. is not rainbows and crystals and, and meditating and all that stuff. Not There's not anything wrong with that, but this is science. And because it's science, it's duplicatable. And it's not just duplicatable with one person. It's duplicatable with many people. Yes, we all have different physiologies and bodies and things like that. But there are a lot of things that we all have in common. So, Tana, thank you. Thank you so, so much. And so the last thing I want to ask is, will you join us again so that we can finish up this talk? Oh, 100%. I feel like we could talk forever. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is Tana Amon, and I am Joseph McClendon III, and I want to thank you, and I always want to remind you that life is always exactly what you dare to make it, and fortune, whatever you want, whatever you consider fortune to be, favors the bold. So the trick to life is to always boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. I look forward to serving you, and I will see you at the top. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.